Hello all, and welcome back to From the Front Row. My name is Steve Sanye, and today I'm joined by Dr. David Krupp, an emergency room physician with 20 years of experience who practices here in Iowa City. Today we'll be chatting about a new initiative he's worked to launch, Mask of Wellness. David, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate you having me. So can you take us through some of the boilerplate concepts for Mask of Wellness real quick? Mm, you know, as you mentioned, I'm a ER doc of 20 years now. And so I started seeing this pandemic's effect upon the wellness of America. And it wasn't just this physical aspect with COVID. It was also the social, the emotional, the economic toll that it was taking. And I had people coming into the ER because I'm the hand that catch so much that has challenges and troubles in society. So it was profound, the uh, effect upon wellness. So myself and I started putting together something I was trying to bring about change in society. How can we start slowing down this pandemic, knowing the importance early on in March, April, of the masks and these other measures that we can change the course of this pandemic. So I decided I couldn't bring about change. So I decided to hit businesses and work on the capitalistic response and try and create COVID conscious businesses. So Mask of Wellness is a movement to promote COVID-conscious businesses for free with this positive, empowered grassroots method with a goal to improve the health and the wealth of communities. And with that, we just there's just three things. That's all it takes to change this pandemic. If masks are worn by all, so minimally employees for somebody to be COVID-conscious, number one, ideally the patrons too. Number two is hygiene. And hygiene is three elements in there. It's my personal hygiene, keep my hands clean, my surfaces clean, and distancing hygiene. Hygiene is a process of wellness. So we just maintain these aspects of hygiene. That's number two. And last is a daily health certification. One, if you're sick, keep your butt home. But two, if you're your employer, take the temperature, have an employee health log in to keep these guys home and support them if they need to stay home because economically some people are going to work spreading this illness. So basically, just the last sense, I guess, is decided that consumers will seek out COVID-conscious businesses. And by promoting them, we'd in turn be benefiting the health, the wealth, and the wellness of individuals and businesses in all of our community. I really like that term, COVID-conscious business, because it is that idea of you need to bring this into the space, make it popular, and then also that we're putting thought into combating the main issue of this pandemic. Can you explain a little bit more when this initiative was launched? How was it successful? What was kind of the early stages of it like? And then are you seeing a nationwide impact with this initiative yet? Indeed. And so right in the beginning, I started, because this is all volunteer work on the side for ended up being a group of seven, but there's a core group of us, Robbie Schwenker, a pharmacist. I told him my dream on how this could be. And he's just a get it done kind of guy. So he started connecting me to people and website developer Revive and some other individuals have got involved. And so we started creating this and we, as a team, we've created this mask of wellness.com. It's an amazing website. I think I'm excited about it because we also give the tools for businesses to download materials so they can promote themselves. We have a searchable directory on there to help promote the concept of this COVID conscious. And so it's just now starting to take hold. It's starting to spread across the regions. The Board of Health for Dubuque is recommending it. The Chamber of Commerce over Ames is going to recommend it. The Med Quarter in Cedar Rapids, they're going to 55 square block area. They're having, they're trying to get 80% of their businesses right now. And they're co-branding with us. Plus, we're into about, you know, I think eight or nine other states. We're just now starting our national push on this because it makes too much sense. 
and it's easy and it's free and it's turnkey and it's too simple. And I like your perspective on being conscious that it helps create persistent perception of the process. And then once people, as an ER doc, I see it, every little nuance of things I touch and move and breathe, it's within my thought process. So once we become conscious of it, it starts becoming easy and simple and it'll continue to spread. So the concept of making it easy and simple to use, how long does it usually take a business to become certified? What's the whole process like? And do you feel like there's any challenges in reaching out to businesses to adopt this initiative? One, it's quite easy. Within a few minutes, somebody can register. Many businesses are already COVID conscious and they're doing all these steps. And so we're just looking for the basics. But many businesses take additional steps and additional that are outstanding. So it's just a matter of registering for them. It just takes a few minutes. For other businesses, they might have to determine, what, are we going to commit to wearing masks in all spaces? In the, you know, where the cook is cooking, but, you know, where your food comes from, coming out to the waiter, to coming to the wait staff, to the individual, that whole process is considered. And so somebody might have to consider whether they want to commit to being COVID conscious. But the pressure is going to start becoming upon them that they all want to. The consumer has fear. And so this is, uh, I, this is wanted in many places. And in the last part of your question, getting the message out there, ooh, with a group of just seven people with zero operating dollars and no sponsorship or funding, it's pretty amazing the hundreds of businesses that we've had. The national, We've been on national podcasts. We've been on uh, Iowa Public Radio. We've been on these other places. We have different regions branding on with us, the Board of Health from Dubuque, because it's simple, it's easy, it's the face of what is recommended and turnkey for individuals. And so we're going to continue to expand with some additional assistance now. We need a a push and kind of just getting the message out there because the message is clear. And with the clarity of that message, you know, the idea of we want to wear a mask, it reduces the cases of COVID. We've shown that through our own research at the College of Public Health. One of our recent studies found that there's been upwards of 200,000 cases of COVID averted. And we know that mask wearing to some people is a controversial act. So how, how do we get around this concept? Is that something that your initiative is working on at Mask of Wellness? Yes, it is a new endeavor we went to undertake, um, and it's something we did love the College of Public Health as well as the Psychology and Sociology because it's a complex answer because people could term them anti-maskers, but many of them, they do it for different reasons. So many of them, it's liberty. You've told them to do it, and so they don't want to do it. But yet, if you take it around and champion them and let them know this is your patriotic duty, you're going to be part of the team because we all want to be part of the team and solution. And somehow try and change the concept that right now we have differences of opinions. We view things quite differently. But right now we have a common invader that is disrupting society. So let's have a unified approach. Let's be the United States, not just these borders, but let's be the United States of mind. Right now, let's all wear masks together because it is so beneficial. And for those people that are against it, say it's their liberty, yes. But once the people get with liberty comes responsibility. We cannot have one without the other. And so if they know that even if there is a chance I have COVID and I'm spreading it and that mask could only be 10% effective, we know it's not 100%. We're not looking for that. 
But let's say at worst case, it's only 5% effective on preventing the spread. Wow, you just saved infecting somebody out there. Well done. And we need to start viewing it as our patriotic duty. But that is part of our next shift is trying to figure out how do we help shift the mindset of America. But as more people start doing it, it'll start becoming more commonplace. As TV, unfortunately, TV and other social media starts making it cool to wearing a mask, then more people are going to line up. We're social beasts. We're still animals. There's going to be the steadfast in their mind that the mask is dangerous and building carbon dioxide and some other illogical, weak science things that they'll stand on. Well, hopefully they open their mind and don't become a what they would term us as sheep. But don't be a sheep. Decide for yourself. Because when you evaluate the science, the only thing that beats science is better science. Everything else is just opinion. And the science is there now. It's too clear. Yeah. And especially speaking to that notion of, of unity and the unified side of things, I think you've hit on a really important point there of, you know, even if this was protecting 5%, let's just say, even though we do know it's higher, it really comes down to that standpoint of, you know, one more person who's infected is one more person too many. You know, we need to be taking proactive measures because we all want the pandemic to be over with. And we have an opportunity to do so just by wearing a mask. So with that, what is your hope kind of for the future of Mask of Wellness, looking over just even in the course of this next year? Yes, my, my ultimate goal is to not be needed and to be so commonplace that we do these tasks and do these interventions that we don't need anybody to help promote this concept. But I'd love to see over the next coming months, particularly a rapid national push to those areas that don't have masks mandated because we are grassroots core effort, self-choice, non-politicized, non-polarized method in our many of our ways and our goal is to stay positive that way. So people will choose to do it because the only thing that is lasting change in society is grassroots of the people. When they're mandated, they don't last and that's history has shown that too well. So the more people that can see this and we can cognitively reframe society to kind of reframe it and see this perception of how our simple, impactful, basic measures can change the course of the pandemic, and to be technical, decrease R not below one, we can shut down this pandemic if we all did this, if all businesses stepped up, if we all accepted when we're indoors, we could be spreaders. And that's the basic concept. If we can all just assume we have COVID and know that well, up to 40% of the time, this disease is spread before you have any symptoms, you might be asymptomatic, you might have a sniffle, you might feel a little achy, you might have nothing, you might be working on the dying process later on. Who knows? But regardless, we all have potential for spreading it. So just let's all assume we have COVID and take the steps that one would take if, the, if that were the case. And then we'll shut down this pandemic. And I think that's a fantastic way to phrase the approach of it, right? I know that a lot of folks are, are frustrated by where things are at right now and feeling like they don't have power, but this is one of the very powerful steps that we can take as individuals uh, is looking out for ourselves, but also looking out for, you know, the common man, looking for our, out for our neighbors and looking out for folks who we, you know, may not realize they might be sick as well. So for those who are listening at home and are interested in getting more into wearing masks, what would you say is the best way to make and use a mask during the day? On our website, we have lots of different resources, and one of those is how to make, make a mask at home. So within 10 minutes, you can have yourself a mask. 
you can stop those droplets. There's videos also on our website under the resources, business resources, about showing the droplets. If you're not sure, just watch me explaining the video of the word stay healthy. We are spraying the word healthy when we say stay healthy. And it's unquestionable that's how the virus is transmitted. So just watch that video. You'll get it. You'll see how we have to benefit our neighbor, our brothers and sisters out there. But then we make in a mass and we have a resource to the CDC as well as other national resources, but also how to make your own mask at home quite simply for free, just with an old T-shirt or a scarf or whatever it might be. That's awesome. And there's beauty in that, that simplicity, but also the intention of that action there. I definitely appreciate that context for folks. Kind of turning back to the program as a whole, are you guys taking volunteers or other applicants to the program at this time? And then if so, how can folks get involved in the movement? Uh, I really appreciate that. Um, It's amazing. We've been working hard and we put in hundreds of hours into this um, process and spreading this word with the group of seven of us. I think the way volunteers could help is, boy, if there's a way somebody could unite the public health department's from the universities across the nation, those that see this common good that can be and the community wellness that can be with just a simple, impactful measure, it's just turnkey. It's just there. Right now, it's just a matter of helping with communication, lining up social media. I charge somebody to let two businesses know about this, let two more people. If there could be somebody to help coordinate because our bandwidth is so taken, just trying to get this done along with other life efforts on top of a full-time work. This is purely community wellness. So anybody that wants to help, I'd love to get somebody from a university tied in to help coordinate a volunteer army of sorts, grassroots, because that's how we're going to bring about this change because we can shut down this pandemic with those three impactful measures. I know that we just have to all be on board and help kind of reshape the view of society. And that is doable. And you're absolutely right. You know, I I know that folks often have a lot going on and it really is admirable that you're able to balance all of these things and then also put the needs of the community at hand. It really shows your personal investment. And I I really do applaud that. When you're thinking about COVID-19 and masking up as a whole right now, what do you think is the most pressing issue with that area? What do you think people either aren't getting or something that they might be missing from that equation? Oh, you know, I think if we start visualizing how it's really being spread, uh, I think that would help optimization of masks. There's kind of two different layers in masks for me. One, there's the effective frequent mask wearers. So, well done. They don't need to touch your face there. They have a wire in there. Two, there's the mask wearers that put her down half the time. They're touching their face most of the time. The mask is under their chin most of the time. And it's more of a, not sure exactly the purpose sometimes of that. And so increasing awareness of how to wear a mask, simple things like taking the wire off your coffee beans, you know, when you wire that, roll that bag down, tuck that little wire in, that thing's great for your mask. Sew that on the top of the mask, right on the cloth, and then you never have to touch your face again. You got an effective mask wearer. And then the other part of that mask element is those that don't want to wear masks. Ah, If we can somehow make it so it's not a fight. If you make it a fight against them, you'll never reframe their minds because it's argumentative theory. They're going to look for confirmation bias. They'll look for implicit bias in their processes, and they're just going to hold true. But if you can keep the mind and show perspective, share perspective, and so it's not so adversarial, and it's not mandated, but it's choice, that's the only way to bring about that person's mindset. But it might take some social media. It might take some creative 
uh, videos that I have in mind about how to visualize this. And so once we start visualizing this virus, then we can achieve those goals a little bit better, seeing how the moisture is coming out. See it as wet paint on a surface. Gloves aren't going to help you from spreading that wet paint. You know, so the, the falsehood of gloves sometimes. And so just really educating. And that's one thing Mask Wellness wants to do is once we get sufficient backing and sponsorship, we have a whole host of plans for quality videos to help per- give perception so there's not the continual spread of this virus. So we all want to be on board through self-choice methods. And I think you've absolutely hammered that point home very well of the idea of you do need to be proactive in your public health communications and, and really ramping up the efforts in that area can be difficult at first, but it is tremendously instrumental in convincing the general public, um, but also making, you know, the substantiated argument that masks are what we should be doing right now. When you're looking back on this whole process, you know, since you're starting uh, mask wellness into where you are right now, what is one thing that you thought you knew, but were later wrong about in this process? Oh, I didn't think I realized how hard it would be to get a message out there um, and communicate through the channels along with the number of steps just in the number of hours it takes to build a website and get the phrasing correct because we as a team we spent time like one sentence will work on it make sure it stays positive i wish i would have looking back thought okay you need promotion and funding early on getting somebody on board to help support the process so we could have had somebody to help do the daily emails the daily coordination and all the hours taken to manage this process of trying to build this in the initial communications. And so I think that's where businesses have advantage. They have a team and they have funds and they can get it done. Uh, so in hindsight, I wish I had an early catalyst because the idea is too sound that if I could have got it out there earlier, I could have saved more lives. And, but it is what it is. I think we've done a tremendous, it's pretty amazing, our website and all the information we have there, I think, at maskwellness.com. But um, in hindsight, well, that's the, probably the, the one aspect I would have had is that early catalyst. Yeah, and I, I do appreciate that we're able to help you out in terms of you know, proliferating the communications, and I definitely encourage folks to check out your website. Um, and, and Dr. Krupp, I do want to thank you for coming on our show today. You know, we do hope that you stay safe, you stay healthy in the coming months, and we do wish you the best with this initiative. I really appreciate you having us on, Steve. Just help spread this word, and I look forward to talking in the future if you'd like. Otherwise, we're planning on you seeing more mask wellness, and we're planning on reshaping America's mindset towards this healthful way just to benefit the communities and improve the health and the wealth of all for all of us. Fantastic. We look forward to seeing the rest of your journey. That was our show for today with Dr. David Krupp. His team's work can be found at maskofwellness.com. Today's episode was hosted, edited, and produced by Steve Sanye. If you have any questions for our team, you can reach us at cph-gradambassador at uiowa.edu. Please be sure to review and share our podcast for other listeners. Stay safe and stay healthy out there.